millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Had a weird encounter with Ferry this week hoping to see what others think. My wife and I recently bought her grandparents' estate in a rural community. The house is a great plot of land with a forest surrounding it on the three sides. I was working on the tree line on the property which had become infested with invasive plants. Asia- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. 
it's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And honeysuckle and etc. and fallen dead tree limbs. While I was taking the dead tree limbs to the brush pile, I noticed something weird. I saw what I thought was a large flying insect, but if it was it's one I haven't witnessed before. It looked like an insect, but the wings didn't come from the thorax, middle, like all insects around here. Also a recent cold snap that has made most flying insects grounded. The wings were at the top and it looked like it was almost sitting crisscross applesauce style. I watched it hover and float, and I was expecting it to land but it simply disappeared. I majored in invertebrate biology and it is not anything I've observed before or researched when looking at bugs native to the forest. I am trying to be a good steward of the property and I don't want to piss anything off, am I crazy? Hello, you may call me Joe, I'm 16 years old. I usually go on walks and hikes with my friends on the nearby fields, grasslands and hills, I live in a small town so there are lots of green areas around the place, we always go together for safety and also because it's good to have someone to talk, but one day, all my friends were busy and I was left alone for the hike, I only went there on the first place because I felt bored and taught that some adventure could spice my day up. The first hours were okay, I felt refreshed when I saw that beautiful landscape. There are those huge rocks scattered around so I decided to climb them as usual. I climbed up the biggest rock that was there. Me and my friends call it the whale rock since it kinda looks like the back of a whale and also is pretty huge. I got a nice view from up there. I could see trees, cacti, bushes, grass e etc. But one thing caught my attention quickly. It was this person wearing a silly costume. I don't know very well how to describe it. But the best way I have to explain how it looked is that it kinda looked like those cartoon depictions of a beehive. I got worried because it is usually really hot on this part of the country. I climbed down to the ground and started walking towards the hive man. He seemed to notice me and as I got closer I started to notice how weird he was. His movements were really fluid but also really mechanical too. The fabric of the suit seemed to have a metallic glow to it while having a rusty aspect. It had no face features but two amber-colored discs that reflected like mirrors on where its eyes should be. At first the hive man seemed curious about me, they were staring and investigating my looks, they even tried to get closer and seemed to have really friendly intentions. I wasn't scared either, I just found the whole situation weird, that was until the other hive man showed up. The second one was different from the first one. It was taller and bulkier and instead of two discs for eyes it had just one visor-like thing. I felt intimidated when I saw it from the distance. I think they were as tall as 3 meters or 2,50 meters. I ran towards the bushes and hid from them. They both were looking at each other and making gestures as if they were talking. They then started walking towards some vegetation. I tried to follow them so I could track the hive man and take a picture as proof, but they vanished. I'm still confused, amazed and a bit scared about what happened I still go to that same spot in search of any traces of the hive man but it's all gone. If someone ever saw anything like the hive man, please tell me.
I woke up about four to answer nature's call and heard four very loud howls in tight succession, each lasting about three to four seconds, coming from the east side of our camp. It was immediately answered by a pack of coyotes on the west side of camp. The difference in pitch and timber between the first howls and the coyotes was very significant. After that all went quiet. I returned to my sleeping bag and was woken up at five by my brother-in-law. I asked if he heard the howls and he said he thought the first ones might have been a very large coyote of possibly a wolf, we were in eastern Oregon. Later I asked my sister if she heard them and she had. She said the first howls sounded like nothing she'd ever heard. I brought up Bigfoot and she said that was what entered her mind when she heard them. Yesterday, September 3rd, 2008, I went to the cryptid website and listened to their recordings. The whoop howls from Puyallup and Snohomish sounded pretty similar to the first howls I heard. Later in the day after the howls, I was hunting and got turned around. I radioed my brother-in-law and he said stay put and he'd find me. I was sitting on some rimrock looking at some reprod down below me and heard what sounded like someone walking with heavy footfalls, snapping branches, and sounded like something bipedal. Whatever it was stopped and let out a loud grunt slash growl, startling a deer that was bedded down and it took off very quickly. I never saw what made the noise, I thought it might be a bear. After thinking about it, I thought I should include this event as well. The witness, no name given, a former Marine, had moved to Northeast Pennsylvania in 1972 after getting out of the forces. He worked as an officer and spent many hours in the woods per his job and also for recreational purposes, hunting, hiking, etc. One day in September 2002, he was in the woods hiking when he heard loud crashing sounds, trees falling and footfalls, which seemed to be following him. He became spooked and decided to head back. It was around 2 p.m. when he hit the railroad tracks, which lead back to his vehicle. To his right was a meadow, and to his left was a forest. In that forest, some 20 feet away, he spotted a strange creature unlike any he had seen before. It was sitting upright just like a human apparently eating a freshly killed deer, which was in its lap. The creature had the longest legs the witness had ever seen. He guessed that it was around 500 pounds, skinny seven-foot-long legs, skinny waist, thicker upper body, though, not muscular, was solid black, clean, like it went through a car wash, with huge feet and with hair hanging off the elbows of its long arms. Its back was mostly hairless, shedding, while the chest, stomach, and shoulders were hairy. Its head reminded him of a wolf, or a Great Dane, medium-length snout with tiny ears atop its head. It also had a really long red tongue and double rows of teeth, not unlike a shark. Had it stood up, he guessed that it would have been around 11 feet tall. It took me a little bit to rationalize in my mind what I saw. The strangest was yet to come. So when I took the two steps to my left, it turned its head. It heard me. It turned its head to the left and this thing was a demon and I'll tell you why. It had two laser-like beams come out of its eyes and the beams were red with green trim around it. The beams only lasted a few seconds and then they were gone, receding back into its eyes.
As crazy as it sounded, the witness was certain of what he had seen. When the creature turned and looked at him, the witness sensed that it wanted to kill him. Terrified, he took off running. Even though he had a magnum, he didn't think it would stop this beast. He was so panicked that he tripped and fell yet that is when he noticed that it did not seem to be following him. He got back to his truck and left the area. He never stepped foot in those woods again. Thinking about it later, he believed that the creature, which he was never able to truly identify, had been stalking him, and had it not caught the deer, he would have most likely been its dinner. He spoke to a friend later about his sighting and discovered that other people had seen something similar in that area. I got a friend of mine. He's got a recycling center about a mile and a half down from my house and he's picking up some gym equipment, but I'm telling him the story. He said, my brother, almost word for word, except for the head, he's seen one right in that same area. He said, but this was a small one. It looked like a kid. It had a kid's face. I said, oh wow, he said to me, it looked up and down the road, before it crossed, so it didn't get run over. So I went for a drive towards the west coast, got into a small town and I see this tall bison break through the some hedges. It was maybe 100 meters away from my car. The thing was it normally crossed the road the first half, but once it got halfway across it disappeared. I was staring at it the whole time, but it was gone. The only way I knew where it went was the hedges on the other side of the road were shaking, slight hill he would have had to climb down too, but when it broke through the other bush it hit it so fast that only three leaves dropped. No exaggeration. It was also shaking its head wildly like it had water in its ears. To be honest I think it was too thin to be a bison, except for the head, that matches almost perfectly, except the head was so black I couldn't make out any features. It also had a black hump on its back, like a moose slash bison. But the legs were a little long too for a bison. One of my friends suggested it was a moose, but I don't think that's what I saw. Any info would be appreciated. I had already put one report in, but I thought I would put a separate one in for this. Here lately at my house both myself and my parents have heard niosis at night and in the daytime around our house. Once when my mom and dad were at aunt's house and it was close to dusk I heard what I thought was someone banging on my window. Another time I heard what sounded like grunting outside my bedroom window. The other night while my parents and myself were outside we heard a load howl from across the road, we hear what appears to be growling and moaning too but we never see anything. The person who lives across the street says she has never heard it but she is either always gone or either has people over. In fact the other night my parents saw they hear a banging outside the back window. Dad said it sounded as though someone wanted very badly to get in. My dog that is in the house never even growled. Dad said that it was funny because he said that Rocket, my dog, never got out from under the covers, and he heard it because Dad said he felt him moving closer to him. One time while I was out feeding my cats at night I heard something running very fast across the road, I never saw anything. There have been several times that I have heard grunting and rocks hitting the side of the house. 
My dogs in the back never even bark. I have two labs and a mix and he's huge but he never came out of his house unless someone was out there with him at night. When me and my friend were outside talking one night we heard what sounded like breaking limbs. Whatever was jumping or walking on the limbs was huge and when we walked behind the house to see none of my dogs were out and the noise stopped. Then as we started back around the house it started again. But as we turned on his spotlight the Neosi stopped. My mom said that she saw Red Eye crossing the road the other night but could not see anything. One afternoon while my aunt, my mom and myself were walking in her small group of trees on her side of the road right in front of house. I walked on ahead and came to the fence that separated her line from the other owner. I say what looked like one of the teepee formations, but I did not get a good look because it was on the other side of the fence. I am not sure that this was one of the teepee that these creature make, but I wanted to mission it. So I never saw a strange creature per se, but I was in the navy and traveled a lot and saw some very strange things while at sea. So the horizon is about 12 or 10 miles away give or take, but this one time I saw some huge fish or something that were just before the horizon and they were the length of a penny at about 10 miles away. I couldn't see what they were exactly bit they were just massive, and they weren't whales cause they didn't have a flat fluke tail like whales do. Still baffles me. Another would be one night I was having a smoke. Now some nights, there'd be so many stars you couldn't count them all, it'd be like there was no difference between night and day. Others, It'd be so dark you couldn't see your hand in front of your face two inches away. Well Thai night I looked up and saw a star AMD it was moving. Now, between satellites and meteors, one is fast, one is slow. But they move straight. Whatever this was, was extremely slow, and moving all over. I mean it was left, right, and zigzagging. I stared for 10 minutes, and it moved through the stars. My buddy asked had I was looking at, I turned and said look up here, AMD looked back and it was gone forever. I went to go shooting but found that the shooting area was closed because of rock crushing operations were going on. I decide drive up the road further as I had never been past the quarry before. I found an area just up the road from the quarry to park my truck and then I started out, to the south up a small hill. I had only gone about 200 yards when I heard a crash of a tree branch. I stopped. It was very quiet. I looked around for a bit and heard additional movement. I looked to the west up a small incline and saw a very large dark object walking very fast up the hill. It was gone in about 5 seconds. I only had a 22 caliber target rifle with me so I felt it better that I get back to my truck and go find a coffee. I drove about 10 minutes down the hill to a small general store where I asked the owners if they had ever heard of people seeing anything strange at Brown's camp. The old man asked me if I saw Bigfoot? I refused to say, but got my coffee and drove back home to Portland. Not my story but a friend's in my platoon during infantry training battalion. On the east coast during defense week while they were doing their patrol class everyone heard a scream, 
But apparently it sounded really messed up human but not human if that makes sense. The instructors called up on the radio asking who was it all of them said it wasn't any of them. Instructors said there is Native American burial grounds nearby not sure it's true I think it's a lie to freak out the students but I'm not sure I'm a west coast. But later that night while my buddy was in his fighting hole around 03 a deer came out of the woods in front of his fighting hole about 25 meters to 50 meters he said it was hard to see but can clearly tell it was a deer our NVGs aren't the best. Something about the deer looked odd and small out of nowhere the thing stood up on to his own words that bitch was a solid 6,4 when it stood up and sprinted into the forest like a human the two holes adjacent to him said they seen the same thing and were shaken up they asked the instructors if it was them playing a prank they responded with no we weren't even here last night we just left y'all. I was outside one morning with my daughter and we were picking up pecans in the yard under the trees. After about 30 minutes I heard the sound of pigs squealing, screaming. I looked up and peered through the trees to the wooded backyard of our nearest neighbor. They had some pigs in a pen at the back of their yard just on the edge of the woods. I looked in that direction and saw standing there at the edge of their pen, a creature much bigger than a bear or a man. It was at least about 8 to 10 feet tall and was holding one of the baby pigs in its arms. Holding it close to its chest. It was hairy like a bear but had a human type face. I froze and it froze and we both stared at each other. Then somehow I thought of my daughter and her safety and I immediately grabbed her and ran inside screaming at my husband to get his gun. There was a Bigfoot outside. I was hysterical and afraid. My fear caused him to grab his rifle and run out to investigate. Of course it was gone. To this day my husband tells me it was a bear. But I know better. I know the difference between the face of a bear and a person, or something like a person. I work for Amazon as a delivery driver and I was doing my delivery route at about 7 p.m. On May 13th in Bensonville, Illinois on Center Street just south of West Green Street. I had just finished dropping off a couple of boxes at a residence and was walking back to my van when I heard a chirping sound followed by a series of clicks that came in quick succession. I thought at first that it sounded like a woodpecker and that is what I dismissed it as until I heard the same sequence again and it sounded like it was coming from behind me. I turned to look and heard the sound again. I looked toward the sound and I could not believe my eyes. There on top of the house next door was a tall thin winged person who was looking directly at me. It looked like a giant flying insect but must have been at least 6 to 7 feet tall. I initially jumped and as I watched it took off straight into the air and just flat out disappeared out of sight. I looked around hoping it had flown out into the trees but never saw it again. I walked back to my van and kept looking up hoping to see it again but did not and the rest of my route was uneventful. I was at my friend's house one night during the summer of 08. It was above 95 degrees during the day and it was a very warm night. Probably about 65 to 70 degrees. My friend was on the middle level of his three-story home. I was on the first story, 
on a deck that backs up to deep woods. I'm not sure exactly how much wooded area there is back there, but I'd estimate about 10 square miles or so, possibly more. I was smoking and I heard abnormally loud cracking in the woods. Note, I am used to hearing noises in the woods. There are coyotes, raccoons and all kinds of other wildlife, but I've never heard anything like this before. It was going east to west and it sounded like trees breaking. Maybe 6 to 10 inches in diameter I'd guess. It definitely wasn't twigs. I am 20 years old and don't scare easily, but my heart sank and I ran inside and got my friend. We went back out and heard it some more further west now and we listened for about 10 minutes. It wasn't continuous, but would happen at least once a minute. As we were going inside we heard what scared me the most. It sounded like two huge rocks smashing together. The sound was different than that of the trees breaking. It continued for about a minute and we'd had enough and went inside. This was the strangest thing I've ever encountered. I said something to my friend about Bigfoot and he laughed at me. He wasn't laughing when it was happening. On January 23, 2013 between 4.30 and 5 p.m. while deer hunting I heard what I thought was a coyote making noise behind me but then I heard footsteps, loud footsteps coming toward me that's when I saw what I can say was a Bigfoot coming up the draw to my left about 70 yards away it came out of the draw and turned left and went away from me. The next morning my father and I went back out to where I saw the creature. I climbed into my ladder stand and my father went to the draw where I saw the creature and walked the same path and the creature I saw was at least 2 feet taller than my father my stand's father 6 feet 4. Had a 400mm lens on a video and still tripod mounted camera. Tried to duplicate moving spot with high powered binoculars and object disappeared. I shot three frames of stills at 300 and 400 mm telephoto lens and ran 12x lens on video. The included frame 1 and frame 2 picture collage shows something walking upright, brownish colored, stepping in front of white trees and large branches, but also behind other white tree trunks. Object was traveling on a trail above the logging road, at edge or tree line and was going northbound. Object was in direct sunlight was not a stump as those all are bright white as clearly shown on the photo. Only when I was able to get back to my lab and closely look at every frame, did I really wonder what we were seeing. Help identifying entity attached to the women on my mother's side of the family. So, as a precursor my grandmother's home was originally a coal camp house, one bedroom one bath living room and kitchen as a child her father died in the mines he worked in and they got a large amount of money they built onto the home many paranormal things have occurred here the most troublesome thing that has continued occurring is the appearance of a toddler sized entity it does not look transparent or ghostly it looks as real as me or you it has bright red hair and a toddler sized body What's unsettling is that it has adult facial features. The first time I saw it I was 14 and just encountering puberty. One day I was sitting in my grandmother's living room. 
It was just me and her in the house. Out of my peripheral vision I saw it. It crawled from the edge of my vision from behind my chair and just crawled to the center of the room. It stoked in the center and turned its head to smile at me. Then it crawled into a hallway and upon looking it was nowhere to be found. Its occurrences follow this pattern. It never speaks, never crawls towards you. Only away. It only happens if there are only women in the house. My grandmothers came into the room after I looked for where it went. I know I was sickly white. I cannot explain the feeling that came over me when this happened. I was frozen with pure terror and my mind felt almost clouded with confusion. When she saw me she said, so you finally saw it. She explained that all the women in the family see it every now and then and that it won't hurt me. She warned me to not approach it or speak to it when I see it. Just see it and then ignore it. According to her her own mother saw it as well as herself and my mother. I'm now 21 and don't know a lot about our family history but I'm wondering if anyone has had experiences with entities of this kind. I know that our ancestry is largely Irish slash Scottish but not much else. The thing only happens in her house thank goodness. Any information would be greatly appropriated. I was assigned to Fort Rucker. Alabama from October 1991 until January 1997 as a firefighter. As military firefighters we would often be assigned to small airfields, stage fields, around Fort Rucker. At the time this happened I was assigned to Tabernacle Stage Field. Tabernacle was on the northwest end of a large impact area used for aerial gunnery by pilots in training. During a typical duty day we would have several downtime periods where aircraft were not flying. These downtime periods would typically take place around noon and evening lasting 2.5 to 3 hours. When I was assigned to Fort Rucker, I had met some other soldiers that introduced me to Indian relic hunting. This consisted mostly of lots of walking through tilled fields, creek washouts, and recently cleared timber tracks looking for arrowheads and anything else related to the old Indian tribes that formerly lived in the southeast Alabama region. I had found that the down times when aircraft were not flying often granted me the chance to get out in the woods to hunt for arrowheads. Often I was able to get several miles away from the stage field during the down times and was usually by myself for several hours. My typical hiking outfit was to put on a pair of cargo shorts, an old pair of army boots, a belt with a canteen, a pouch, for any finds, a large survival knife, ball cap and a walking stick. I usually would not wear a shirt hoping to get a tan while out walking. This day in particular was and I left my stage field around 11am or so. I headed east, northeast for about 1.5 miles on an improved asphalt road that bordered the impact area. I then head north down a dirt road, path was more like it, that was seldom traveled. The road went up and down some gentle hills and was bordered on both sides by heavy vegetation and thick woods. I believe I had walked maybe three quarters of a mile when I was approaching a small creek crossing which was not unusual. I was maybe within 50 feet of the creek when off to my left side I heard a lot of movement approximately 150 to 200 feet into the woods appearing to come from the creek bank. I heard what I can only describe as a grunt and my first though was a wild pig. 
That thought was quickly erased though, as I immediately got instant chills. Goosebumps running my entire body. And had the heavy feeling that I was not alone. I heard another grunt and peered into the woods from where the sound came from and saw a large shadow. Easily six to seven foot tall stand from the creek bed. Because of the thick woods I got no clear view of it but my first thought was that it was a large very dirty man but it definitely had the appearance of a man shape. I only saw this thing for a few seconds as it appeared to see me. And me watching it and it turned and went crashing into the woods away from me. I wasted no time turning my walk into a trot away from what I had just seen. Whatever it was it scared me and as I headed back to my airfield I tried to make sense of it. The only thing I could conceive it being was that maybe it might have been a stray horseback in the woods. I know this sounds very unlikely but I really didn't want to believe I might have seen something I could not explain. A horse in the woods I could almost believe. I never went back into that area of the woods again, and seldom ventured into thick woods period after that. I never gave it much thought after that as I had chalked it up as being a horse, which seemed to make sense to me. I did bring my strange experience up a couple of times to some folks but they thought I was kidding them and none of them had ever heard of anything like that in Alabama before. Two things led me to revise my thinking of what I saw that day. The first being this. In 2000. I was and am still living in Kansas and serving in the Army Reserve. We had a new soldier join my unit. He was a former Ranger sniper team leader having been assigned to the Ranger Battalion at Fort Lewis, Wisconsin. He was a good old country boy from Kansas living in a small town. He and I became very good friends and later served in Iraq together. We would often talk about events in our lives at length. During one conversation I related my story about what I saw in the woods assuming he would think I was nuts. But, he believed me. As a matter of fact he said if I saw something I found hard to believe he said that I should just go with what my gut told me. He then informed me about his experiences. He told me about his time up at Fort Lewis and as a sniper he would often be in the woods alone for days at a time and hide sites during training missions. He told me that at night in the deep woods he would often feel as if he was being watched and would hear the sounds of something large moving through the woods. Now this fellow was an experienced woodsman and was used to the sounds and smells of the woods. On occasion he was able to see something quite large in the shape of a man moving around his hide site through his night vision goggle. He said it would never come too close. Just kind of checking him out. He said he never felt threatened by it and on the occasion it would make some sounds, grunts or whistles, as if it was agitated and he would talk calmly to it. He said that he would talk in a slow, low voice telling it I'm not here to hurt you, just calm down, I don't mean no trouble for you. He said that usually after he spoke towards it, it would just move away from him and would leave him alone. He said this happened numerous times as he was often in the same area. He told me he had no doubts at all that Bigfoot was around but he would never do anything to harm it and he felt that if left alone it would not harm anyone. So that got me to thinking, maybe that afternoon in the woods I really did see a Bigfoot. The second reason I feel that I didn't see what I convinced myself was a horse is that after culling the BFRO website I found that I am not the only one to have seen something in Alabama. So, 
I am not alone and I am now convinced that what I saw was real and not something else. I haven't shared this story with Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Very many people. But maybe this is the time to do it. A friend and I were returning to our car from visiting the now closed-off Nisbet mine when we heard a gunshot not more than 30 yards up the hill from the logging road on which we were traveling, followed by no noise or voices at all. Frightened for our safety we left the road and headed towards the aqueduct that parallels the road to complete the rest of the half-mile or so hike back to the car. Five minutes later, we heard what could only be described as a very primal yell or call that in both my and my partner's opinion, could not have come from a human. Similar to Yao, drawn out at the beginning and ending very abruptly. We then quickened our pace until we returned to car. Nothing else was seen or heard. It was April of 2011. My son, daughter-in-law, wife and I had been over at my in-laws having dinner. My son and his wife and their infant son had recently moved in with us. We were in the process of adding a new laundry room and garage on the back side of our house. When we came in from next door my son and his family were ahead of my wife and me by a minute or two. I noticed the lights to the new addition were on and figured that one of them had gone out to retrieve their laundry. I opened the back door and said is anyone out there? I didn't yell so I thought they might not have heard me. 
I stepped out on the patio and started walking toward the garage that didn't have a door hung yet. As I did I saw a dark figure at the back of our SUV. It scared me that there was someone in, or had just passed through our garage. Without saying another word I ran back into the house to get my 410 shotgun and let me son know to join me outside. This only took 30 seconds or less. I went back out but this time I was yelling if there is someone out there you better speak up or I'm going to shoot you. My son joined me and we ran out into the yard both yelling for the person to identify themselves. We circled our house and saw nothing. It had rained earlier in the afternoon and evening and as we came back to re-enter our house confident that what I had seen ran away we noticed footprints on the concrete patio deck. These footprints at first looked like that of foot gloves people that fit each toe like a glove does the hand. But the thing that was conspicuous was the size. They were enormous. Not only long but wide, huge like that of what an NBA star might leave. I say that because I have a pair of shoes owned by an NBA star that my nephew gave me who is on an NBA coaching staff, my point, these were very large feet and very wide strides. It then dawned on me how large the figure I saw in the garage had to be. As stated I own an SUV and at the back part of the garage where I saw the figure the concrete starts to slope down from the garage. This figure I saw was head and shoulders over the top of the SUV and he, it, was already on the slope because he was not inside the garage when I saw him. I joked to my son and later to my family, you know that thing I saw that night was big enough to be a Sasquatch. We all laughed because we had not heard of any other Bigfoot sightings in Lower Alabama. Then your show comes to television and I go on your site today and learn that there was indeed a Bigfoot sighting on Fort Rucker back in the 90s by a solder. I live just 5 to 6 miles from the post. I'm not convinced that what I saw should be reported to you but I do know that if it was a person I never want to see them again on a dark night in my yard because they are a very big person. Our house is in a rural country setting in Pinkard, Alabama with limited neighbors. We were preparing our rods to go salmon slash steelhead fishing. We smelled a foul odor, cross between an outhouse and a skunk. We heard banging, like two sticks or rocks being smacked together. We thought that was kind of odd and walked towards that direction. The smell and sound got stronger and we got more nervous. We stopped and talked about what if this was Bigfoot. We spoke loudly trying to scare whatever it was. The banging noise stopped and we stood very still and quiet. We wanted to hear whatever it was leaving, but we heard nothing. After about five minutes, the smell was totally gone. One. 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 I went, dear, hunting for the first time in my life this year. My girlfriend's dad works for Roseboro and got permits to be on their property for deer season. Him and I left before sunup and got up the mountain, Quartz Creek slash Finn Rock area, before daybreak. We pulled out on a landing and shut off the truck, got out and I walked about 40 yards away from where Richard was standing. We stood there quietly for about 3 or 4 minutes when from behind us a woot noise came out of the woods. 
It went from a low tone to a high tone and only lasted about two seconds. I turned to Richard and said softly what the F hash CK was that? In a whisper he said I don't know what that was. We stood there and waited. About 15 seconds later we heard the same sound come from the same area but it lasted for about 5 seconds this time and was way 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 louder. This time I looked at him and said that made the hair on my whole body stand up. He said I know. We didn't hear anything after that so we got in the truck and went on up the hill. The reason I'm writing you is I kept seeing fir trees with the tops bent over, a lot of them. All different sizes, all different heights. Some were only a couple of feet tall some were 8 feet some were 9 to 10 feet off the ground but all were the same mo. Bent over not broken over or off, all the trees were still alive and growing green. They weren't only on the sides of the road either they were in the forested areas and in the clear cuts as well. It made me wonder. What is that? It was a very hot day in July and me and my co-worker was sent to Kino Dam to do work. We had arrived at the beginning of the dam at the end of Wagon Wheel Road when we started working. I had got out of our work truck to get our supplies ready which took about 5 minutes, we kill noxious weeds. It had taken about 45 minutes to go 1 mile so you can imagine how slow we were going. We had to climb up a hill at the halfway mark where there are trees and big rocks with heavy bushes above us. There were forest hills all around us with the river running through it. We finally made it to the end of the dam where the experience started to happen. My co-worker was about 150 yards up on a hill where she was spraying. There is a rushing river where we were to the left of us and miles of forest in front of us. It was until, I had walked down the broken dam where I had to go relieve myself when I started to smell this very foul fecal matter. It smelled rancid like this thing never cleaned itself after going to the bathroom. At first, the smell wasn't too strong. It just kept getting stronger like it was around us getting closer. I told my coworker about the smell and we both agreed to pack up and go back. When we drove about a one mile away to start on another section and we both got out of the car and the smell was gone. Only into five minutes into working we started to smell this smell again only getting stronger and stronger. We both didn't see what was stalking us but we both packed up our equipment and get out of there. Whatever it was it was stalking us. We both had this feeling we were being watched. After a long and especially miserable day of hiking alone on the Pacific Trail, which I had been on for about a week I made a late and rushed camp on the side of Stormy Lake in the Three Sisters Wilderness. I was laying in my tent, blinds closed, when I heard what sounded like possibly another hiker going past. I should backtrack a little to say that the few hours I had been at the lake I felt uneasy. Comparable in my mind only to the feeling of being in a truly haunted house, if you've been there, you know what I mean. A feeling that there's a presence possibly greater than your own, possibly observing you in this wild setting. I tried to convince myself that it was just from being in a creepy place by myself, However that's hard for a person like me to buy as I'm an avid solo hiker and solo spelunker. So anyway, all that being said the sound of walking creeped me out. 
After what may have only been seconds of hearing the sounds I began to sing aloud to myself in an attempt to drown them out. Within minutes, four or five, of me singing, now I was into it, aloud, echoing sound bellowed from the woods between me and X Mountain. I can only describe the noise as what it sounded like to me, a large, maybe few foot, solid branch being forceful I bashed against a drier than not but solid tree trunk. If you think that my description sounds too hypothetical, go out to the woods in late July and bang branches against trees. After hearing the sound I forced myself to sleep. Me and my girlfriend had an experience with a flying humanoid bat-like cryptid in 2018. Apparently there were over 100 sightings of this same thing in Chicago and then in Gary, Indiana close to where we live. We were just seeing this large thing on the roof of the house and then I would see it land in the tree outside my bedroom window. And after several months of seeing this large flying thing at a distance we saw it up close when it tried to get in my bedroom window. It was a very traumatic experience for both of us. I wouldn't blame someone for not believing this story either, it's hard to believe but this actually happened. Hi. My husband and I live in Gary, Indiana. He came home freaking out tonight, Saturday, January 19th, saying he saw something that had to have been four to five feet tall with large wings that were similar to bat wings. He said it was a grayish color and it flew in front of his truck just inches of it getting hit, he said it flew up in the trees and disappeared. It was on Chase Street. I don't know if it's the same thing people have been reporting in the area but it can't be the Mothman. Can it? I'm not sure but whatever it is, he scared him to death. The first time I encountered something that I couldn't explain, was July 15, 2007. A friend of mine and I were camping in the exact spot where I go hunting. At about 11 PM it was eerie quiet in the woods, when we heard a whoop repeatedly followed by beatings on a tree. When after several alcoholic beverages shared between my friend and I we decided to beat on a tree back. That went on for almost an hour going back and forth before we realized that it was getting closer. After two hours we realized that it was snapping things and sounded as if trees were exploding as if under severe pressure. We all realized that we needed to get in the vehicle and leave. at approximately 1.30 a.m. On a night in February 2000, the witness and a friend were planning to visit a girl who lived close to the sighting location. They were riding together on a motorcycle and knew they would not be able to ride up to the girl's house without alerting her mother to their presence. They decided to hide the bike on the side of a dirt road and walk to the house from there. Very shortly thereafter, they began to hear what the witness described as very heavy walking slash stomping noises. The witness described these sounds as similar to, one, an extremely large person walking or two, like a horse galloping only on two legs, coming from a swampy area which was northeast of their location. They squatted in the bushes and listened for a couple of minutes, 
at which time they determined the noise was getting closer to them and increasing in pace. At this time they decided to make a break for the motorcycle and vacate the area. The friend of the witness was in the lead and caused a branch to swing back hitting the witness in the head, knocking him down and damn near knocking him out. He got back up and began running after his friend all the while hearing the sounds of stomping and the crashing of underbrush getting closer to them. When he reached the spot where the motorcycle had been stashed, his friend was already pushing it out towards the road. He commented that at this time he could also hear heavy breathing which seemed to coincide with each footfall. Once they had the bike on the road, they both jumped on and his friend managed to kickstart it and take off. The witness stated that he looked back just in time to see a very large creature leap from the edge of the woods out into the road. I later measured this distance and it was a 12 to 15 FT jump, more or less, he said it hit the road on all fours and then stood fully erect. He did comment that when the creature landed on the road, it let out an audible grunt he could hear even above the noise of the motorcycle. He said the moon was full or near full, and it was already in the western sky causing the creature to stand in its own shadow. Since the creature was silhouetted, he was unable to make out any details such as facial features. However, he was emphatic that what he saw was not a bear as he's seen bears before and they are much narrower than what he saw. He emphasized this by hunching his arms forward and dropping his shoulders to indicate how a bear would stand and then standing fully erect with his arms out from his sides in the stance that he said he observed the creature to be in. He said this creature was very wide and had fluffy hair which covered it entirely. He was unable to see any fingers on the hands although he did state that from what he could tell the hands appeared to be clenched and that the arms were longer than a human's. He also said that from what he could see the creature appeared to be a dark brown or black color. When asked about the height of the animal, he said it was at least 6 to 7 feet tall. After thinking for a moment he stated that his father is 6 feet 4 and that this thing was bigger than his dad, making it closer to 7 feet in height. What follows is a slightly less detailed report by investigator Vince Loria who videotaped the interview at the sighting location. The sighting took place in February of the year 2000 to the best recollection of the witness, a boy, 15 years old at the time. The moon was full or nearly so. He and a friend had just parked a very loud dirt bike at the edge of the woods along the dirt road near a swamp at about 2 a.m. They planned to walk up on a nearby mobile home to visit a girlfriend. Their caper was interrupted when they heard heavy footsteps running through the woods toward them, breaking limbs, etc. The main witness was slapped in the head by a limb that was released as the other boy pushed the bike back off of a sandy drainage ditch, which forked slightly off these roads, and onto the dirt road. The witness, almost knocked out by the hit to the head, got up jumped on the back of the bike and they roared off just as something large and black jumped onto the road, landing on all fours, then stood up and faced them. The moon was lighting the road, and the creature, from the rear. Hair was described as long and not shaggy, but fluffy, dark brown or black. It stood, obviously broad and manlike and big, looking at them as they drove off, its arms at its sides and longer than a man's arms estimated height near 7 feet. Investigator Cullen, when Vince asked the witness if he'd gone back the next day to see if they could locate any tracks, 
He told Vince hell no I haven't gone back. He said it was probably two weeks or better before they even went near that particular spot again. I know this may sound crazy, but I figured this would be a good place to share my story. It was around 2015 or 2016. I remember it being in the summertime, the trees and brush was still full and lush. My wife and I live on 12 acres of land in Mount Juliet, Teen Knees. The land was mostly wooded with maybe three acres around the home cleared out with the exception of random space trees. Two acres in the front yard and about one acre in the back. The house was built in 1969 and the state of the home was original to the year, down to the shag carpet lull. We originally moved in back in 2014 and over the years of living there we gradually worked on remodeling when we had the extra time and money. The land had two small barns on the property we turned into chicken coops. We also decided to add a sheep. Side note, the home itself always had an unsettling feeling. The basement had a dark evil feeling with a freezer full of animal carcasses and a gallon bucket full of frozen blood that was there when we moved in but that's another story of its own. So over the span of living there we had problems keeping our chickens alive we couldn't find how something could be getting in. One day we got home from grocery shopping in the early afternoon to find all of our chickens dead and spread across our backyard. It didn't make sense. We had that heavy-duty hardware cloth wire caging that was torn like something clawed through it. We were concerned and weren't sure of what to do. After all we had the sheep to worry about. I began setting out at night and different times of the day when I had the time. I thought maybe I could hunt whatever it was that was killing our animals but nothing ever showed up. We kept a close eye on our sheep the best we could making sure he was well protected. That was until one random morning we go out to feed him and found him out of his stable and lying there in the backyard not moving. We still don't know how he got out. He had no marks or explanation to what happened to him. The only thing coming to mind is a fear-induced heart attack. Now onto the sighting. Like I said it was summertime I had the windows open cause our AC wasn't working very well on the second floor and was trying to get a breeze through the house. My wife was at work meanwhile I'm working on putting our laundry away in our upstairs bedroom. I began hearing this deep growl sound and a slightly higher pitch growly sound with it. I couldn't tell what it was so I stuck my head out the window to listen better. I could hear coming from the woods on the right side slowly getting louder slowly getting closer to being in view. As the sound drew near my heartbeat sunk. I felt fear and dread. I was scared but I wasn't sure why. That was until it came into the clearing. There it was. This giant werewolf walking across my front yard. It was walking on all fours it had a giant canine head a large humped back a long bushy tail and its fur was thick on its chest and back and thinned out on its legs. Its joints bent like ours as it walked its back legs bent like our knees do and its front legs bent like our elbows do. As it was walking into the front yard I was able to measure it up by it walking past a tree. It was at least five feet standing on all fours to its shoulders. So I imagine it being seven or eight feet tall on its hind legs. The slightly higher pitch sound was coming from behind it. Following behind was an identical pup. 
I was in such shock I couldn't move. Frozen in what I was witnessing I didn't even think to try to photograph it. I guess in that moment I didn't want to miss anything. It carried on across the front yard going deeper into the woods. I told my wife about it and never seen it again after that day. Also never went outside without protection after that. We ended up moving out in 2018. Just wondering if anyone else has any encounters like this in teen knees or anywhere? It was around 1999 and I was living in, very, rural upstate New York. If you don't know, or have never been to that Catskill Mountains, it is small town after small town surrounded by forest and farmlands. Not much to do back then but hang out with your friends, and drive around. At least that's what I did with my friends, besides the weekly house party. My best friend and I were very into the paranormal back then, and we both experienced many unexplained things our entire lives, and being in our late teens slash young adults we were curious. We both identified as Wiccan at the time and spent a lot of time in those woods. We would meditate, do earthy spells, have lunch, and camp out. So, needless to say, we were not afraid of the woods, the dark, or being completely isolated in the middle of nowhere. One night on one of our late winter drives to nowhere, because like I said, nothing else to do, we ended up on a road where we hadn't really been before and pulled off on the side to where this old schoolhouse was. We parked the car, got out and looked in the windows to check it out and see what was inside. It appeared to be kept up as a historical site as there were old desks inside and an old chalkboard, etc. It was really neat but we did have that creepy-ass feeling that you get at places where the veil is thin. So, of course, we returned there several times after, just drawn to the place. A few times we went during the day with some other girlfriends to check it out. As we took a walk in the woods behind the schoolhouse we all felt this odd feeling. The only way we could describe it was like what I've heard is walking through a fairy circle. The ambient lighting around us felt. Different. I can't really describe it other than almost as more of a vivid color experience around us as the sun came through the trees. We didn't think we were there all that long, maybe an hour or so, but when we returned to the car it had been several hours and it was early evening, maybe around 5 or 6 p.m. We had gotten there around noon or so. One time my best friend and I went at night again. We were sitting in the car just talking, drinking our gas station bought cappuccino purchased for our night drive, and kept hearing this tap, tap, tap sound. Out loud, I said, knock it off. To the nothing that was there. Right as I say this, we hear what we could only describe as child's feet running away from behind. To the side of the car. It freaked us both out and we got the heck out of there. There was no way anyone was there. Like I said, this was a rural main road to a dirt road pull off. Completely pitch black, no street lights, no cars going by in the distance or anything. If someone did show up there they would have been walking in the dark for miles to get there. And it certainly wouldn't be, what sounded like, a child running around the car kind of sad when I think of it now. I certainly hope it wasn't a roaming spirit of a child gone too soon from this place. Anyway, this is where the freakiest part happens, 
and we never did return to the old schoolhouse after this. As we we are getting back onto the main road there in the headlights we could see something scurrying across the road quickly. It looked like a hairless naked human crawling low to the ground, its elbows bent high so that its belly was close to the road, and its knees looked as if they were bent backwards. I remember us both turning to each other with that panicked look on our faces like, what? And then said aloud, what the F, did you just see that? What the hell was that? We drove home kind of trembling and not saying much, I remember I kept looking in the rear view mirror half expecting to see this thing chasing us down the road. Luckily, we did not. Me and my friend are still besties to this day and we sometimes talk about these series of events. Years later we saw the movie The Descent and it immediately made us both think of the old schoolhouse and the thing we saw run across the road that night. It was a freaky place, experience, and time. Also exciting and slightly terrifying, lol. I now live across the country, far away from NY but I often wonder about that old schoolhouse and those woods. Someday, I think I would like to return, now that I'm older and in a different place in my life. I would like to see if it's still there, and just to see how I feel about all of it now, but I would never, ever, want to see that thing we saw that night so many years ago. I am clean and sober now however while I was in active addiction some very strange things happened to my partner and I. I have no idea what white rabbits have to do with everything so maybe you can tell me. Now that I've had time to reflect on the series of events that brought me to recovery I can't help but feel there is a deeper meaning to it all. Let me start with the fact that before my addiction I had been married to a man that passed away suddenly and for seven years after his death I battled with addiction. There were many times that I had been in some very dangerous situations and it was almost like something or someone scooped me out of these situations and guided me so that I did not die or wind up just another statistic to the opioid pandemic. I met my current partner three years after my husband died and he and I struggled big time. It was like no matter how hard we tried to be together something was always preventing this from happening whether it be jail, eviction, overdoses, hospitalization something happened to separate us but the moment we had both decided enough was enough it was time we got clean things just happened so seamlessly. Bam, bam, bam god shots is what they are referred to in the recovery community. Of course a crisis happened before we came to this decision so let me tell you about where the white rabbits come into play because the things I am about to tell you are 100% true. Before I begin let me preface that the drugs we were on are not known to cause hallucinations or psychosis unless you have not slept for a long time. When the following things happened we were not sleep deprived. Just doing the daily grind if you know what I mean. So the night everything came to a head I was walking with my partner past this park located in Saskatchewan in a very sketchy neighborhood full of drug and criminal activity. It was around 3 a.m. and very very cold as we were walking past this park we looked ahead and both seen a black cat trotting across the alley adjacent to the park we were walking past and when we approached the area where the cat should have been, there was nowhere for this cat to go for your information it was behind a local restaurant. 
a large parking space surrounded by concrete so unless this cat could jump 12 feet on top of the restaurant there is no where it could have gone, as we passed the parking spot there was no cat to be seen. Just a massive white rabbit. I asked my partner if he's seen what I just seen and he shook his head and muttered something under his breath and said let's keep going. Shit is creeping me out he was a skeptic until these things happened so for him to witness this it was beginning to open his eyes and mind to something out there greater than us. That night something happened down the street from this park and someone apparently lost their life due to gang violence and right after we heard about this we were walking past that same park and there were 10 to 20 of these white rabbits in this park. We were to focused on getting somewhere safe to even really notice how strange this was. It was only after two weeks later I found this man deceased in that same park where the rabbits had been that we realized how odd everything was. Finding this guy in a park dead really shook me to my core and this is a big reason why we decided to get clean okay. So fast forward to the night before we went to treatment we were in a friend's car parked a few blocks from that park and about 60 to 80 feet away he and I noticed 3 or 4 massive white creatures scaling the back of a warehouse building rounding the corner disappearing from sight one by one until we could no longer see them. When I say massive I mean these things were the size of polar bears, they were as white as polar bears and they were as big as polar bears but they hopped like rabbits. My mind couldn't comprehend what I was seeing. The last I checked there were no polar bears in Regina Saskatchewan or rabbits the size of polar bears. So what the F did we just see? I don't know if you were all expecting something scarier. After the creatures disappeared behind the warehouse we never saw them or heard anything. My partner and I have been clean ever since all of this chaos and sometimes talk about these creepy white rabbits. Were they shape-shifting guardian angels, bad omens? Good omens? I have no idea. Perhaps someone out there has experienced something similar surrounding chaotic events or just on a Sunday stroll I don't know lol I just really wanted to share this experience anonymously and see if I could get some insight. Let me know what you think. P.S. I know that a lot of you may doubt the legitimacy of my post due to us being on drugs during these events but I can assure you that these events are 100% true. We were not high on any hallucinogenic drugs we were not sleep deprived. We actually experienced this shit and I probably question it if I had been the only one to experience this but partner did also. So who knows?